step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. <laughs> Folks, somewhere in this is going to be a drop that drops in out of the sky. I'm waiting. I'm in a, I'm in a mood, Dave, a bad mood, a very bad mood. I was fired from my ice cream truck job today. No more budget calls. Yeah, bad mood and a bad drop doesn't help my mood at all. I'm kind of tired. Let's see what we can do. Ready? One, two, three. Ah, and here I am, fantasy jester, just like that. (laughs) Who's ready for FXE Live tonight, folks? What has gone on since SummerSlam? How are you tonight? Oh, man, what a great night. Great night. We are currently at 76 degrees in D-Land, Florida. Hope it's just as beautiful wherever you are. Tonight, we're going to be joined as always, by JT and Joey Cage. We're going to be talking about everything that's gone on since last week, which is, wow, SummerSlam. SummerSlam is so, I, I, you know what? Here's the thing. We're supposed to talk SummerSlam tonight. We're supposed to talk Raw, and we're supposed to uh, talk SmackDown Live. And I don't know how we're going to get past SummerSlam, to be honest with you. Uh, and if we don't, you know, wherever we leave off, I have no clue where this is going to go. It's, <laughs> I wish I did. I can't say. Go to fantasyjusticesports.com. Go look at Joey Cage's two articles. He'll catch you up on what's going on besides our discussion tonight. Like I said, we're going to bring in JT. We're going to bring in Joey Cage. SummerSlam, Randy Orton taking a vicious blow, taking one for the team. Woo-hoo. And they say it isn't real, huh? All righty, yeah. I yes, it ain't real. Um, and then you have Raw. You've got SmackDown. Finn Balor. Finn Balor, that's just a whole nother topic we're going to get into. And, uh, I mean, imagine, imagine you've worked your whole life towards a goal. Literally bumps, bruises along the way. Okay. A lot of rough nights, a lot of rough times, a lot of long travels for nothing. And then you finally reach your goal years later. You win the belt. You're trying to enjoy the moment and you know your shoulders screwed. You're going to have problems. This is this isn't going to last long. And you have reached the pinnacle. Your whole family has come over from another country to watch you. 
so that you're going to wear the strap to the WWE, the best belt that there is right now out there for now. And then have to give it back the very next night. That's gotta, that, that's gotta hurt as much, if not more than the injury itself. The injury itself is only going to take six months of his life. The sacrifice he took and he made was a lot more than six months of sacrifice to get to that point. Handing back that belt hurt a hundred times more than that injury ever did. We're going to talk about that. And like I said, let's get JT right in on this. Okay, I don't go anywhere without him. Here he comes on the line. JT, how are you tonight? Doing great, Jester. Uh, another Wednesday night. Some big wrestling news, as you said, over the last few days. And uh, looking forward to talking about it. Some incredible, some yeah. incredible stuff going on lately in the WWE. And it's just, uh, it's varied. I mean, one minute we're talking about how the shows uh, leading up to all this were, eh, you know, <laughs> lackluster. Is a is a polite way to put it, and then to come out with just what has gone on in the wrestling world in the last seventy two hours, the changes that have gone on, and, and the storylines that are now changed because of it, and the injuries that are involved. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, Randy. You, let me ask you something. You think Randy Orton uh, would agree with the people calling it fake? Uh, no, you take some brutal elbows, uh, from Brock Lesnar and, you know, by the look of 10 staples on the forehead there, uh, just above the forehead, doesn't look too fake to me. Yeah, no, those, those 10 staples in the head look about as real as you can get. And, um, yeah, I, I want to get, uh, Joey's perspective on this. We're bringing them on in. They just went to the green room. I want to get this all started. It's been absolutely phenomenal time. For wrestling fans, seventy the last seventy-two hours, and now here he is. We've got Joey Cage right here. Joey, great for you to join us tonight. How are you doing, sir? Doing absolutely great. Uh, you know, it, it's been an interesting week in WWE. We had uh, one crazy show uh, on SummerSlam from so many different perspectives. A lot of things that I haven't seen uh, too much in in wrestling lately. And uh, we had an, we had a, an interesting run SmackDown as well uh, that showed the, the direction we're going after SummerSlam. And if you've been reading my articles on FantasyJesterSports.com, you'll know some of my thoughts. But you really have to pay attention here to FXE Live when I cut it up with Jester and JT to know a little bit more uh, than I divulge on the website. So looking forward to a great show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, Joey, I mean. Not real. Those staples look pretty real, brother, huh? They do. And from everything that I've heard, you know, the WWE uh, simply, you know, eventually it went up to Orton and asked him regarding this finish uh, that particularly there were those uh, in the upper management that took liberty with some words that Conor McGregor had said uh, and Brock Lesnar. And, and this finish was proposed. And Randy Orton, as he had said, uh, on SmackDown Live, he knew what he was getting into, and that wasn't put in there for no reason. Uh, he knew what he was getting into, and 
I mean, you know, to, to agree to allow a guy like Brock Lesnar to legitimately connect on those elbows, you know, it, it takes a guy like Randy Orton. But um, what, what a night for him, though. That, that was one crazy finish. You know, JT, uh, before I get into uh, all, all that with Brock and everything and, and uh, who knew what, can you imagine having to go to work knowing that tonight I'm going to have a very large man on top of me swinging elbows, and his job is to split my head open. You well, you know, working with me is tough. Right. I mean, think about trying to do that or know that's coming up uh, at the end of your evening, especially with it being the last match. You know, one thing you got to think, though, Orton probably had in the back of his head you know, telling keep telling himself, hey, this is going to do nothing but enhance my legacy, the locker room and the universe. And it really has. I mean, to me, no one can question Randy Orton's toughness ever again. No, nobody's going to question Orton's toughness uh, ever again after this, that's for sure. And, it, yeah, it definitely is going to help promote his legacy. Uh, I'm sure Joey agrees to that. Um, but my thing is this, okay, Um <laughs> You you go ahead and you have Lesnar now. What's going to happen? Where are they going to go with this? Well, it looks like they got a whole storyline set up with that. Stephanie McMahon and her $500 fine uh, to Brock Lesnar for what he did to Shane. You know, it looks like they're going to be doing a, uh, you know, little work between uh, Stephanie and Shane is what it looks like with Lesnar as the tool. What my guess is, and for those of you who don't know uh, what happened afterwards uh, behind the stage, one of the people that you won't be seeing in the ring more than likely at any time soon is Jericho. Uh, for no. those of you, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, after that occurred, and Orton is being repaired. Um, Jericho came up to Vince and Triple H and was going off about that this can't be allowed and uh, was calling into question Lesnar and his tactics. Now, what happened was is they're trying to calm him down and not tell him that it was a work, okay? But what happened is, is Lesnar walks past. As Lesnar walks past, Okay, he basically asked Jericho, what's he going to do about it? And, and taps him with three fingers to the chest. Jericho goes che- uh, chest to chest, face to face with Lesnar. Lesnar then says to him, either and kiss me or hit me. Triple H and Vince <laughs> get between the two. And that's when Vince lets him know, no, it was planned, you know, and, and had to let him in on that. It was an actual work. And now, so you got to, yeah, you got to think, Chester, you got to think though, maybe some of that Jericho going toe to toe with Lesnar is because he knew there were people there to separate that. Oh, <laughs> you bet you. <laughs> I, still, still though, still, Yeah. But you know what? There could have been a couple of good shots. I mean, Lesnar's a pretty big guy. I wouldn't have, 
I listen, you know, I, they have police for that. I, and I understand if they thought he, if he thought about it, but you know, they police themselves in that locker room. They, they don't have to worry about going and crying to Vince and all that. And that, that I was kind of surprised about is that, you know, eh, look at what he's doing kind of uh, mentality out of Jericho. Okay. Instead of just letting the boys handle it. If it was, if it was something that wasn't planned. Okay. The boys are going to take care of it in that locker room themselves, their own way. Right. Period. Period. <laughs> Joey, am I wrong? No, no, not at all. I think that uh, one of the things that I, I mean, I did hear that Jericho was told was sort of what I had thought during the match, you know, as somebody who, you know, sees, you know, a little bit more, I mean, at least I would say than the casual fan is that, you know, there were plenty of times where Orton, it appeared at least uh, to have been sandbagging uh, Brock Lesnar on some of the suplexes. Now that means that he's not jumping with him and he's putting his weight down to not make the suplexes look as damaging. And from what I've heard, Jericho thought that, you know, Brock had essentially just uh, started shooting on him, started, you know, hitting him for real and just, you know, was mad about certain spots in the match. Uh, you know, obviously Jericho, you know, needs to, you know, be a little bit more in, in touch and in tune with what's going on. But a very interesting situation. I mean, there were so many matches on SummerSlam that, you know, it was I- interesting ways to go about it. You know, I don't know if you guys, you know, want to continue forward. But, for example, the Roman Reigns-Rusev match, I mean, you know, not even happening. That, to me, was just ridiculous. And the fact that it went on after both major title matches, I mean, I, I don't understand that. And I wanted to know, JC, what was your take on that, considering you really like Roman Reigns? <laughs> I like Roman Reigns, and I really like Rusev, uh, as opposed to somebody else I'm talking here doesn't like Roman Reigns. But let's let's be real about it. You know, is Rusev a hurt coming into the match? Um, you know, is this just a big uh, setup for – Survivor Series, you know, one of those three-month drawouts that WWE's been known to do uh, many times in the past. Um, Or, you know, is it a chance to basically build Roman Reigns up quickly yet once again? Who knows what WWE Uncreative is doing at this point? Well, do you think that, I mean, here's the interesting part to that now. Okay, you had Roman have, well, no match with Rusev at SummerSlam. And now, all of a sudden, Roman is back in the main title picture. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. WWE went an interesting route here because, first off, either Roman wins that triple or that uh, fatal four-way match for the title, which would be ridiculous, by the way, or he doesn't win that match and, what, floats in the main title picture? The whole issue with Rusev just drops? Or does he go from being in the fatal four-way match for the world title and then, or I'm sorry, the Universal Championship, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, oh, well, I'm back down to Rusev and the U.S. title, and I think the whole situation was completely, you know, bungled, and in a way, WWE essentially did have to think on its feet with the Balor situation, but, I mean, Roman's either going to go into this fatal four-way match and then go back to Rusev, which would make no sense, and again, even being in this fatal four-way match, he's leaving a Rusev feud that, I mean... They didn't even have a match. They should have. They should have attacked each other and had something happen on on Monday Night Raw, 
And I think that was pretty interesting. Well, I mean, something to consider with that. So let's just say you go into that, you know, that match, or, you know, Roman Reigns is going in that four-way match. Who says Rusev doesn't get involved? Who said no, Rusev doesn't cost, him, doesn't cost him that championship? And yes. that just further feuds their match going forward. So I think there's still ways for them to come out of this and save face. Yeah, I think, uh, me personally, I think that they had to do a uh, quick change on the fly because of the, uh, I, I believe the injury might be just some sore ribs and they had to, they had to work with what they had, you know, as best they could. Uh, and speaking of injuries, you know, uh, we're, we started talking in the production meeting briefly about this and uh, JT and I uh, had, had the opportunity, Joey, to talk about it. Uh, this was uh, at a meeting. You weren't there for this one because uh, we, we were talking about Seth Rollins uh, in general and then started speaking about the, the most recent match. And uh, we're completely on opposite sides of the uh, fence as far as uh, this last match. You know, uh, Bret Hart's come out, talked about how he feels that Rollins is uh, an unsafe wrestler. Uh, matter of fact, uh, today I read an article where his uh, his personal quote was, he put him in the same likes as uh, Bill Goldberg. And, and Goldberg has a pretty bad reputation of, uh, you know, really not caring if he's going to hurt somebody or not in the ring. And, that, and that's just, uh, for those of you out there who, who really aren't, familiar maybe you're new to wrestling out there uh one of the things that you are taught early on in your wrestling career is that your main objective is not just to sell the wrestling move itself but also to protect your fellow wrestler so that's why when you're talking about injuries in wrestling it's different than any other sport because in other sports it's looked upon as well, it's happenstance of the sport. It's just going to happen in the sport. It's accepted in the sport that guys are going to hurt because that's just the nature of the sport. In wrestling, the nature of the sport is to come up with the craziest move that you can to sell it the best way that you can without injuring the person. I mean, you can come up with a sick move off of a 12-foot ladder, land on somebody, okay, and do it so that you and your men are not hurt. I mean, that's an art form. People, people need to understand what it takes to make something as violent as it is. Shane McMahon coming off of a steel cage onto a table making look something that is as violent as that and having it where people don't get hurt is an art form. And in that, okay, Seth Rollins, see, he's gotten a bad, my, my idea is this, because of his past history, that's the first thing people are going to think of with Finn Balor. Now, JT, go ahead. I'm going to touch on it a little bit more as far as the move itself from the wrestling standpoint, but you're just, you're just sold on this is just another in a pattern, correct? I mean, share this for everybody, well, your opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you did kind of just bury the lead on me there, but, uh, you know, let's look at it. He almost killed Sting. He hurt Bret Hart. 
He hurt John Cena, and now he's involved in Finn Balor getting hurt. To me, the guy's reckless. I mean, and what Bret Hart came out and said was, quote, his style could kill someone. Those are strong words. Uh, you know, I'm not questioning Seth Rollins' ability, his presence, his mic skills, none of that. What I question is why they continue to let this guy be in main event situations when he can't protect the guy that he's wrestling against. I think they need to ship his butt down to NXT, teach him a lesson, teach him to be more careful. WWE can't afford these kind of injuries. It's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting view. Even if I, okay, let's say I agree with you. Okay. Here's, here's an interesting point about this, but I'll tell you right after this commercial. Hi folks. It's Barbara here for Deep Obsession Charters. Whether you live in the beautiful West Palm Beach area or you're planning on visiting the Sunshine State and you love to dive, you have to contact South Florida's premier dive operators, Deep Obsession Dive Charters, out of the West Palm Beach area. They are a full-service dive operation. They've got everything from equipment sales and rentals, and they're also a PADI-certified dive center, and they offer certifications from beginning all the way to pro. Deep Obsession offers wreck dives, reef dives, night dives, and dives to the beautiful Blue Heron Bridge, which was voted one of the world's best macro dive sites. But their best adventure, I believe, is their baited shark dives. Here you will be educated on the importance of conservation of these beautiful endangered creatures while being up close and personal with them. It's truly an unforgettable experience, I tell you. For the best customer service in the industry, with fun and safety as a priority, you can book your next dive adventure at deepobsessioncharters.com, or you can call them at 561-707-2045. You can also find them at Deep Obsession Charters on Facebook and Twitter, or you can check out their videos on YouTube. Remember, for the best dive experience in South Florida, it's Deep Obsession Dive Charters. Dive, dive, dive! Absolutely fantastic time, and they're getting ready. I don't know if any of you out there have had lionfish yet. Fantastic, nice, light, flaky white fish. Uh, and they're getting ready to have, a, in uh, October, a little lionfish uh, tournament catching them. And uh, great eats, folks, great eats. Deep obsession. <clears throat> We're going to be getting, uh, JT, we're going to be getting a new commercial on that. Mm, and uh, okay. we're getting some new equipment in here this for this weekend for the Fantasy Jester show. Uh, Fantastic. Really starting. We're moving on up. We're moving on up. <laughs> little at a time, little at a time. Keep growing, folks. And that's because of the great listeners we have and the loyal listeners. Absolutely love you folks out there. Thank you so much for listening. And just before we went to break, we were talking about Finn Bauer getting injured and Seth Rollins, uh, you know, being at the helm when it happens. And, you know, should they send him down to NXT for JT came up with the idea. And, you know, you're onto something. I really now aside from what I think about the the uh, wrestling move itself and and whether or not he was responsible for the injury on this last one, that's what I'm talking about. WWE should have a review board. 
of wrestlers, guys who know the business, okay, know what it takes and what the moves should look like and everything else like that. And if you have, say, two violations or three violations of the safety clause, you know, you have this wellness thing that gets people suspended. Have a safety one in there, okay, that if you violate this, uh, the first uh, violation is a a fine. The second violation is NXT. You got to go back down and show that you can wrestle safely, or maybe that's the third violation. I don't know. But, you know, here's the thing. When you're dealing with people's lives and you've seen people get seriously injured in the ring and out of the ring there, maybe you can't wait till that third time. Maybe, maybe make that fine something that gets their attention the first time. Listen, here, we're putting the safety in place. Now, if you want to give up your paycheck for the night, if you injure somebody and we've passed it on the review board, that it was an unsafe move, it will cost you a game check, a paycheck a, from that night, from whatever night. If that doesn't get their attention, well, then you got to go down to NXT. And, and why it has to be that stiff, you're not talking about some of the other penalties that you're getting in sports because the other penalties in sports aren't life-threatening. So I, I believe you're onto a great one, JT, and, and maybe we can find a way to propose that to WWE hmm. uh, and get that together, uh, formulate a whole idea or a review board. I believe it should be, a, you know, a three-panel board of, uh, of hmm. former wrestlers, something along those lines. Joey, I mean, you're, you're, you're getting in this industry now. What do you feel? Isn't that – something that should be looked at i think it definitely should um i actually like the way uh to some respects that you you know put that uh because i think the other thing too is that there are so many moves that are dependent upon the person taking it and uh how they sell it uh and so many different things case in point uh one of my favorite finishers of all time uh is is uh the gts from cm punk because i like the way that it was performed uh, I like the Japanese wrestler, actually, that he borrowed it from. And even more so to the point uh, was that the move was in t- – the, the GTS is entirely dependent upon how the person taking it sells it. The person performing the GTS has next to no, uh, you know, no say, so to speak, in how the move looks or how it turns out or anything like that. It's all entirely dependent upon the person taking the move. Uh, the person taking the move has to land on their feet. And, off, and then sell the knee to the face. So uh, if that person lands on their feet and gets sluggish with their cell, uh, they could absolutely get hurt if done wrong. Um, the person performing the GTS maneuver, however, more times than not isn't going to hurt the other, the other person because it's a very standard move, very easy to do. Uh, it, it just depends on how the person taking the move takes it. Now, in Finn Balor's case, there, there is an argument that um, he, pr- he probably shouldn't have uh, took, taken that move the way he did. Uh, the way he landed on the rail uh, was almost as if he was going to bounce off the top rope, or I'm sorry, bounce off the ropes um, where they tell you to extend your right arm. And it looked like he extended his arm when he didn't need to. 
One thing I would say, though, to JT's credit is that Seth Rollins does have this reputation. Um, there are actually more guys than the three that have been mentioned. Guys, when he was in, uh, when he was in, F- uh, I'm sorry, when he was in NXT and when he was in, uh, I'm sorry, when he was, when he had matches with uh, Samoa Joe and, you know, other guys as well. He's, you know, he's a guy that has that reputation. The thing about him, though, is that he's also one of the most protected guys, uh, top guys in WWE. And, I mean, after they didn't do anything to him regarding the when he hit Cena, you know, that, that really told me a lot. But he does have that reputation, and they, they need to do something about it going forward. I really feel uh, pretty bad for Finn Balor. He had a great match. It should have been his time, but hopefully for, uh, you know, a speedy recovery. You know, two-part two question. Go ahead, go I'm ahead. Sorry, two-part question for both of you on this. So let's just say that he is viewed as the one that hurt Finn Balor by the common WWE fan. I think they could have had him tone down the um, commentary and the attitude when he came out last night after Finn Balor walked up the ramp. Uh, and, and, and secondly, he's a protected guy. Maybe that's why he doesn't care what he does. I mean, what do you guys think about those two things? Exactly. I feel he doesn't care, and that I mean, you're, you're, you you got to understand the movie did to Balor. Okay, is the move that literally put one of the biggest icons in professional wrestling into retirement. Yep. Okay, and Sting. Sting. Yep. Now Sting isn't a WWE guy. If he was, uh, say, The Rock or Austin or any one of their home, you know, their guys, okay, and he retired them, okay, with that move, I mean, there there would have been hell to pay, but it was Sting. Um, And then in the case with Cena, you know, it was a broken nose, and it wasn't, you know, really too big of a thing. They worked it into an angle, you know, in that feud. Um, But you see, this is my point. That's my point, though, is they are reviewing. They have to be watching what goes on, okay? There's no way that they're not. And and that's my point is, see, first of all, I like the idea of him having the attitude, okay, uh, when he comes out walking past Bauer, like, I really don't care and all that. All right, That's that's, that's just great for the character itself. But here's the thing is, you know, you talk about some of the injuries that have gone on, but look at Balor. There are people, and there's more than one that I've talked to that said, you know, Balor has a, a, a duty to himself to protect himself and to receive the move correctly too. You know, once he launches him, once he throws him, he's not in control of how that wrestler approaches his landing. So, I really can't see how you can hold him responsible. He threw him. He threw him in the air. He was supposed to throw him in the air. He was supposed to throw him in the air and into that wall. That was his job. He did his job. On this one here, he did his job. That's that's what I'm saying, and that's what a lot of people are saying. You know, you don't reach out. And here's the other thing and that people aren't talking about, about that shoulder, okay? First of all, that wasn't that major of a blow that that shoulder should have come out anterior. It came out anterior, first of all. Now, the other thing on that is he knew 
how to pop it back in. So in other words, this is not a new injury to him. He, this is a weakness in his shoulder that maybe he should have had surgery on before he got to this point. So, you know, there's a lot that we don't know about some of these moves. And that's why I'm calling for JT. I mean, you hit it on the head. Should he be sent down? If a panel deems the move that it wasn't something that was done correctly, send them, send them down. Send them yeah, down. I mean, and I like what you're talking about with the review. Um, you know, I like all that. I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, you get guys like a Bret Hart, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan, you know, whoever else you want to get, people that know the business, uh, obviously much better than myself. But, again, to me it's just too coincidental that yet Seth Rollins is involved once again. Oh, you know, and I'm not saying he doesn't have his Oh, yeah. You know, no, maybe no, no, it is no, on no. Finn Balor. Definitely does. He, he definitely has his problems, okay? There's too many people in the industry talking about him having a problem, Okay. The problem is, um, how I, I, bad does this look for W for WWE and for Raw that their brand new belt, which like you pointed out in a text to me, is like the Madden curse at this point. Now the belt's cursed already. You get it one night and you already have to drop it. Um, but how bad does that look for their brand new NXT guy that they've been pushing like crazy, their new belt, and he has to drop it the next night? To me, it's just something's got to be done about Rollins. Um, you know... It's it's something, like I said, that needs to be reviewed. But in that, though, okay, as we're talking about a review board, let me ask you guys this. Uh, I'm going to ask JT first, and I want to get Joey's opinion on it. As we're talking review board, would you have the review board take a look at wrestlers who are jaking it? In other words, giving the opponent a hard time. So now, even more distinctly, my example is, would you have a review board taking a look at Randy Orton and him not selling a move? Would you find a wrestler for not selling a move? Let me clarify this and say, obviously, Joey is in a more enlightened position than I am as far as that goes. My opinion on it, though, is I think that would be something that you handle internally in the locker room amongst each other. Um, I don't think you can over-legislate them in the ring, or I think it's going to affect the product. I think people are going to be too timid at that point. Um, yeah. But injuring someone is a, is a totally different story. I like the review board there. The other thing, sandbagging, uh, no, I think they'll let the wrestlers handle that. All right. Yeah, I, I'm glad. J- uh, Joey, what do you think about that? I agree with JT. I think that, you know, that kind of stuff, should, you know, is a, is a locker room deal. I remember so many – a lot of guys back in the day would talk about how and stuff like that would go on, you know, back in the attitude era that guys like the undertaker, uh, you know, and, and stone cold and several others, you know, who were locker room leaders, they would, you know, handle uh, situations like that. But, you know, you think, yeah, in, in Orton's case too, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd be sandbagging Brock Lesnar and, and doing what he did, but it was, to me, it did appear, as if he wasn't, he was no selling some of the suplexes, uh, at least to the way he should. And I, I think that that's something that the locker room that, you know, that they would work on there uh, between the two guys or, you know, and see what's going on there and fix that. Uh, I couldn't agree anymore, though, on the injury one, especially with the way 
things have gone. You know, you're talking about Daniel Bryan, uh, who's probably one of the more popular acts in a long time, uh, his career ending with injury. Uh, you know, Seth Rollins, John Cena, all, I mean, all of them, you know, at one point or another. And now, you know, with Finn Balor, uh, which is really upsetting because now Finn's going to miss, you know, four to six months. So I think that, you know, a, a board there is really needed and they need to, they need to be as, as on top of that as they seem to be, as you mentioned with the wellness policy, because if you're going to be on top of people for that, then you also need to be on top of your workers for putting your other workers, at, you know, at further risk for injury, because that, you know, creates financial hardship on the company, you know, that interferes with, uh, you know, creative and the storylines that they had set in place. And that interferes with what they're doing with a specific character. You know, every, every wrestler has their own individual value. Finn Balor brought a tremendous amount of value and it was a, a new rising star Okay, and, you know, now all of a sudden you take away that asset of the company. Well, there are some that would say, well, the person that did that, you know, should be fined or have has some type of disciplinary action. So I think that the board is definitely a great idea, and I would say I agree with JC on that. The, uh, the thing about any good business, you can go out to Texas and go take a look at the oil rigs. There's a fence around them because they're protecting their investment just good business in any business they lock the store at night they got a store on the avenue they're going to lock the store they lock the stores at the mall people protect their investments businesses protect their investments what's going to make them money you got to and that's one thing they're going to have to start taking a look at because there are times and we've seen it over the past couple weeks now roster gets a little thing quick a couple of suspensions here, couple of couple of unplanned injuries, guys. I mean, let's take a look at these. Orton for a couple of you, you gotta figure Orton's out for at least two, three weeks. Easily. You got Bauer Bauer out four to six months. Rusev is uh, God knows what. And uh, and then now you got what Sasha Banks? Uh, she's injured one minute. She's not that bad. The next, God only knows with her. Alberto Del Rio is a main player suspended. You know, just uh, it's an incredible time. But all right, you know, as we go ahead and we start moving along and try and cover some of the Raw and the SmackDown tonight, we'll get into some of this here. Uh, JT, what did you think them coming out with uh, uh, and filling in for uh, the match? All of a sudden, Sami Zayn is wrestling Rollins. Right, right. Um, I thought there's no way on God's green earth that Rollins loses this match. So, yet again, Sami Zayn will be uh, passed over. That's first thought yeah. that came to my mind. Exactly. You know, I mean, that was a um, pretty much no-brainer there. Well, and I mean, to go on that, to go towards that title match they created, I want to throw this out there. You know, not only did Enzo and Cass' momentum get totally obliterated the night before at SummerSlam, but then you send Cass out as a singles competitor, which now is starting to make me reevaluate something you've been saying for quite a while now, that you see a split with those two. Uh, you know, first off, I, I have no idea what WWE has against those uh, guys in this. 
When Enzo got hurt, they were up in New Jersey, right there in Newark, New Jersey, literally minutes from where he grew up. And they could have had him return on a Sunday night. And instead, they had him return the next night uh, on, on Raw. Then you have this one here. Here they are. Okay, they return back to home area. Now they're across the river. And they lose. That doesn't make sense. And then, on top of it, and maybe that's why the losing ends up making sense, is because while everybody was scoffing at me, and I have a couple of people still scoffing at me, going, well, they're not really completely split up. It's probably just, but they're still split up. End result is, I said that they would split them up, Weeks ago, and the other night, they were split up. Okay, and, and it's very interesting to see where this goes with Big Cass. What kind of push are they giving Big Cass? Maybe they're going to start looking. You know, one of the question marks that people have been talking about with the new WWE is that everybody's 5'8", 5'9", 5'10". Where are the big guys that dominate? And maybe maybe Cass is going to get that kind of push. I don't know. Going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. Uh, Joey, what are you thinking about that one there? Uh, you you happen to like those two guys, so I do. I like them very much. They are, uh, you know, they're a great act, and they're, you know, it, it was very upsetting to see them lose at SummerSlam. I think that they. They needed the momentum far more than Jericho or Kevin Owens, and uh, WWE completely messed up there. I mean, they, these are two guys that are as over as anyone else right now. And, um, you know, uh, interesting to have Kaz in the Fatal 4-Way match uh, on, this, on next week's Raw. Uh, he's not going to win it at all. But uh, that leads me to what I do want to ask you guys, though, and I think there's an, an important point to get to tonight, is uh, next week's Raw is the fatal four-way match for the WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins versus Big Cass versus uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, that's right. Uh, And I had wanted to ask both of you, I mean, who wins? JT, go ahead. Uh, In a perfect world, if WWE does this right, you don't give uh, Rollins this chance because of the injury. I think Kevin Owens' his time is uh, yep. long overdue, and I think Kevin Owens should be the guy that uh, holds that belt. Yep. Is that who you're thinking too, Joey? Is that who you're taking, is Kevin? I think if they do it right, you know, that was the key words there by JT. If it's done right, if they're continuing this new era, if, you know, Rollins was supposed to put over a new era guy at the pay-per-view and that was supposed to be how it was going to go, Exactly. Uh, I, I think that if they do it right, it should be Kevin Owens. If they don't, and they do what I think they're going to do, it would yeah, be Seth yeah. Rollins. Uh, yeah. I hate to tell you. I hate to tell you, Joey. <laughs> JT, I know who they're going to give the belt to. As sure as I'm sitting here, I'm telling you. He's not going to like it, and it's not going to be Cass. Cass is going to go back to tag team. 
Kevin Owens <laughs> is going to go. Kevin Owens is going to go back to mid card. Seth Rollins is going to keep fighting whoever is the champion. It's not going to be Roman. No way. Roman Reigns. You would break my heart we- if it's Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns will be wearing that strap next. By the time this is all done. No way. Joey, yeah. the only thing you got going for you right there is the McMahon grudge. So, you know, let's, if you got that, you can still lean back on. That's still somewhere in there. <laughs> uh, let's let's take a look at it. They're not going to break up Enzo and Cass right away. This is just a tease for it. Um, they're going to go back to the tag team. Owens is going to stay mid-card. Rollins, they're not going to give the strap to because, you know what, in the end, in four, I can tell you who's going to be wearing it in about four to six months. Because it's going to literally take the next appearance of the Demon King before that's where that belt goes. So to throw it on Rollins and then take it away from him in four to six months, well, they've done that before. Why not do it again? Doesn't matter. Still going to have Rollins as one of the top guys. He's not going to, his thing isn't going to change. And, and he's turning into a great heel. Let him be the heel. Let him be the heel. They're trying to turn, Ro, get Roman uh, more positive and everything. You're getting a couple more, not, a little less booing. You're still getting booing, but you're getting a little less now. Yeah. I can see it just driving Joey nuts here. JT, I just want to say, I don't know if you know this, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, but <laughs> Roman Reigns is garbage. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, tell me how you're, you're entitled to opinion, man. Opinions are like buttholes. Everybody's got one. But, uh, you know, look at it this way. You know, I have to take the word of Finn Balor uh, a little bit, you know, and oh, say, hey, God. the guy's incredible. <laughs> so... Not even, oh, no, geez. don't even go with that, that Finn <laughs> Balor saying it is. Listen, I got some great land down here in Florida I want you to look at, too. Stop it now. Uh, he had to say that. What was he going to say? He just came into onto WWE and he's asked, what did he think of Roman Reigns? Uh, you know look, what, the I guy know, I just had to I wrestle, the first guy. I know you Jersey guys aren't used to being told you're wrong, but you're wrong. Okay. Oh no, we're I mean, used sorry. to being told we're wrong. That doesn't mean we are. You There's know, a difference. That that's just how it is. You know, the guy. Why not? Everyone else shoots on everybody else when they're being interviewed. So look at it this way. Not when they're active. The guy's a lot better than you give him credit for. <laughs> okay. The guy's a lot better than you give him credit for. Wait, hold on. He's hold getting on. better. Uh, no, here I'll give you this. I will give you this. He is getting better. Yeah. They rushed him. Well, yeah, and and you know what, the thing is with Roman Reigns, and you know I heard this actually. Paul Heyman said it, and go figure. And I mean I I agree with a lot of Paul stuff. And you know the thing is is that, you know when he hit the nail on the head that year when they were trying to build Roman up. Okay, you got to understand, man. It, the thing about it was that that was fresh off of the Daniel Bryan, you know, uh, huge right. win at WrestleMania, and then Daniel got injured and had to you know relinquish the belt. And, uh, you know, so it, it, that Royal Rumble with Roman, okay, WWE made one big mistake, and I agree with Paul Heyman on this. They, they dangled Daniel Bryan in front of the fans, 
okay? And instead of having Roman Reigns be the guy, you know, the, the almost underdog against the authority story that they were trying to go for in a way, okay, but instead of having him be the only guy, they dangled Daniel Bryan in front of the fans, and after Daniel Bryan got eliminated from that point on, Roman was just the guy that took the spot from Daniel Bryan. That's how the fans saw him. And, I mean, it's been downhill since there. And I think that that really was, you know, one of the catalysts for him was that, you know, I mean, WWE should have never put Daniel Bryan in front of the fans like that and, you know, giving him an idea that he could reclaim the title he never lost, you know, that he lost the injury and have another WrestleMania moment, you know, two years in a row of winning the title. You know, you put that in front of the fans who were, you know, Bryan was the most over guy in the company by far. So to do that, I mean, it ultimately hurt Roman so much. Because he was always looked at the guy that took Daniel's spot. And, I mean, you know, he, he has gotten better, though. And I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't like the guy whatsoever, really. I, you know, I think he still has a lot to work on. But, I, you know, I, I see somewhat why JT likes him. And, you know, he like I said, he's getting better. Um, he, he can't take the belt now. Don't give him the belt. Well, I mean, I, great point you're making there. Great point you make. And I'll say this. Out of the shield... I think Reigns is the third most talented guy out of that group. Absolutely, yeah. Ambrose and Rollins are two more talented guys. I guess what I see is a guy that goes out there, whether he's getting booed vociferously or cheered, which he's starting to get a little bit, he goes out and he works hard. He's a hard worker. You can see yeah. in the ring, you know, and I respect that. I think the guy is on par wrestling ability-wise with John Cena. And John Cena's been you know, 15 times. Yeah. So, you know, obviously in today's WWE, you don't have to be the best in-ring tactician. Um, oh, yeah. But the guy's working, yeah, but the, you know, the guy's the, working on the it. The difference is, okay, is, Rollin, uh, is uh, Roman Reigns isn't Cena on the mic. Yeah. Absolutely. Not even close. That, and that's, you know, you got to have one or two. You got to be one, one. Please be one or the other. And, yeah. You know, maybe it's just, a, you know. He, he's a good worker as far as uh, this, uh, uh, people getting hurt. <laughs> I know his numbers are low on people getting hurt in the ring with him. He seems to look out for his fellow guy. One of the things I want to talk about, because I, I want to, and I'm sorry, we got to get off Raw for a sm- to go to SmackDown, just simply because of, uh, of the one guy I want to get to in particular, AJ Styles. Yes. AJ Styles, I'm telling you, folks, I mean, this is going to be interesting with him. And he's really, he's he's embracing that whole heel, okay? He's really doing a good job. Now he's come out with Cena's Never Give Up Band, okay? And, you know, talking about now he's the new face that runs the place. Wow. Wow, that was, that. you know, they really are starting to build him up and his character up even more so than it was before. I mean, to go ahead and, you know, we've said it here on the show plenty of times, Cena being the face of the place. And and to have Styles bury him the way he has, you know, what what is the WWE's plans for him? And, you know, JT, what do you think of, of AJ Styles and where do you think he's going? I mean, obviously, he's ascending rapidly. Uh, what do I think of is a different thing altogether. He reminds me of a petulant little child uh, when he's out there. He's more of the uh, Christian 
type of heel. You know, the guy that I can see losing a close match and throw a temper tantrum in the ring. Uh, that, that's that's the kind of way his character is striking me these days. I don't see him as the, I don't know, when he first came out, he seemed a lot more calm, cool, collective. Whether he was going against John Cena or not, he just seemed to be more composed. So they're definitely uh, evolving his character. Interesting. Interesting take on it. All right. And, and you don't like the way it's evolving? Not even remotely. Okay. Uh, Joey, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have a little bit of a different take. I think that uh, in regards to AJ Styles, now if you want to talk about a guy to really get behind, not like Roman Reigns, uh, but if you want to talk about a guy to really get behind, and a guy that is, you know, you talk about you need one or the other. He is both. Uh, he is great on the mic. He plays an amazing heel. Uh, you know, he's do, he's done such great work. Um, you know, and his in-ring ability, I mean, they might not have a guy uh, just in terms of overall, you know, all around uh, in-ring ability. He is, he is legitimately phenomenal. Uh, he does a lot of great things in the ring. I think that uh, the match he had at, at SummerSlam with Cena was the best match of the night. Uh, I would say that at the very least. Um, and I would also say that the match that he had with Dolph Ziggler, um, on SmackDown Live was the best match I've seen on SmackDown Live uh, since the draft. And I just think that AJ puts together great match after great match. You know, he reminds me uh, in in some ways of guys like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, uh, who I used to like. And, you know, that their styles and the way that they, the things that they do in the ring, the way that they, you know, new sequences of moves, new, you know, so many things that they do that is just, you know, incredible so, and, you know, just amazing things to watch. And, um, you know, I remember watching the match and saying, you know, if, if AJ Styles wins, you know, they can't deny him now his first ever WWE title run. And I think we're getting to that point. I, and I'm, you know, I'm so excited for it. It's, you know, it, it's reinvigorated my, you know, you know, my interest in SmackDown live. And I think that what we're going to see is AJ Styles capture his first ever WWE World Championship very, very soon, if not at Backlash against Dean Ambrose. I think it's going to happen, you know, very, very soon, if not at this pay-per-view coming up. Uh, But you're talking about a guy who's won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in Japan, a guy, you know, in TNA, and all over the world has won championships. He's going to win the WWE title. It's a matter of when, not if. Uh, and when could be coming up very soon. Interesting. Interesting. Now, you know, here's the thing about this, though, is uh, I've got, you know what, before we get to my opinion on who's going to hold the belt and, and soon, let me let me back up for one second on something here. And I'm looking at, uh, I want to get to the women real quick in SmackDown, uh, JT. Uh, we're looking at Becky Lynch on the rise, okay? And Nikki Bella has returned. Now, all of a sudden, you've got some women out there, uh, and you're adding more and more. What do you think about the kind of pop that they're starting to get for these women matches? I mean, I watched a match the other day. And it was 
there are, there are guys out there right now that are wrestling that aren't doing the moves that some of these women are doing. Like they're it's moving. Like Roman Reigns. <laughs> there, there are guys. There's a couple of guys out there that doing moves that Becky Lynch is doing. That's for sure. And uh, very exciting to watch. Now, if you're going to go ahead and you're looking at some of the women wrestlers out there, who are your two top wrestlers that that you're looking at these days, JT? Well, I mean, it's it's obvious as of years ago with Natalia and her flatulent uh, gimmick that she had going that she'll never be a serious contender for the uh, women's belt. So at this point, the only reason you bring Nikki Bella back is to give uh, Becky Lynch a legitimate person to beat for that belt. And I think those are your top two divas. Uh, Becky Lynch, and now let me ask you something. Where do you think, uh, you know, they just call they 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 just called up Bailey. Where is Bailey going to fall into this? Where is, uh, you know, well Bailey's uh, on Raw, correct? Yeah, no, no, I know, but I'm just saying there's an over the WWE Women's Belt okay. itself. Okay, um, Charlotte's got it now. Does she retain it, though? See, because Sasha's not going to come back for a little bit. They, they, they're they still saying a month, even though she's saying she's not as hurt as they originally thought. Well, it's still going to be about a month. So they're not going to give it right back to her. So who do you think is, is going to start coming into the picture? Well, on Raw, I mean, you've got, you've got Charlotte uh, holding the belt, and I don't see her dropping that belt anytime soon at this point. I would say, uh, if anyone at this point, the person that you may see get a push towards her, I think, is Bailey. Uh, that looks like the person that they're going to give that push to on Raw. SmackDown just re- unveiled their women's belt, uh, which, you know, that's where I think you're going to see Nikki Bella versus Becky Lynch for that. But the WWE women's belt it just happens to be on Raw. It's not a Raw belt. It is. It is a raw belt. Yeah, SmackDown just they yeah, there's their, a belt for each They don't build their own, but that that, that the WWE Women's Belt it's is just a WWE. It happens to be on Raw. They're making it the raw belt now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, uh, and and in regards to the SmackDown picture, uh, JT that you mentioned, uh, if they're gonna do Becky Lynch versus Bella anytime soon, uh, it, well, I'm, it won't be anytime soon because. As of, you know, this past SmackDown Live, it appears that Carmella turned heel while they're trying to push Bella as a face. Right. And they're not going to have their top face female competitor on SmackDown Live and Lynch go against another face in Bella. At least I don't believe so. So I think we might have to wait a little while on that, only because it looks like Bella's going to dance with Carmella. Well, let's, let's be honest, though. If we're talking about even heel versus heel or face versus face, I mean, we could be seeing a Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins match, which are definitely heel versus heel. So it wouldn't be out of the realm of a possibility for WWE uncreative to put that, you know, put that out there. That's true. I see what you're saying there. The only thing I would say, though, is that it does look like WWE uh, it hasn't learned anything in the last few months in the sense <laughs> that they're trying to push right. Rollins as a heel when he really just should just turn face at this point. And they're, and they're trying to push Reigns as a good guy when he beyond needed to turn heel forever ago. So Don't disagree with you. And, and one of the things that I've been noticing about the whole... Oh, wow. 
Looks like you're going to have to hear it next week. No, I was just going to get into who they're burying, and I, I don't understand why, between the mic skills and his wrestling ability. Um, no, I got 30 seconds. I guess I can't. Never mind. All right, listen, tune in next week, guys, I guess. I'm sorry. I, I wanted to get into this, but uh, I'm out of time. This has been the Fantasy Chester. You listen to Joey, JT. Thanks so much, guys. I, I'm out. If you had one shot, one opportunity, seize everything you ever wanted, one moment, did you capture his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, there's vomit on his sweater already, My- Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.